Welcome to this edition of the Fort Lee Podcast. I'm your host, Jefferson Wolf. Today we're going to be talking about the culinary competition taking place here at Fort Lee. I will be speaking to two instructors for advanced culinary at the Joint Culinary School of Excellence, uh, Mr. Guy Winks and Staff Sergeant Jasmine Blade. As always, please feel free to leave us a rating, five stars if possible. Please feel free to leave us some comments about the program. If you have any guests or any thoughts, feel free to reach out to us on social media. We are at Army Fort Lee on most of the major platforms, including Facebook and Twitter. Also, if you like what you hear today, please feel free to subscribe to the Fort Lee podcast and share our content with as many people as you possibly can. We'd love to get the word out, not only about the podcast, but about the great things that are going on here at Fort Lee. So uh, coming right up, please enjoy the next episode of the Fort Lee podcast. Welcome back to the Fort Lee Podcast. I'm joined by Guy Winks and Staff Sergeant Jasmine Blade, both instructors for Advanced Culinary at the Joint Culinary School of Excellence here on Fort Lee. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Thank Hi. you. And today we're going to be talking about the culinary competition, so let's get right into it. Tell us a little bit about the culinary competition in general. What's it like? Who's going to be there? What's at stake in the competition? Well, it's um, the largest culinary competition in North America, actually. Uh, it's held here every year at Fort Lee. Right. Uh, this year we have uh, about just under 200 competitors, 13 oh, wow. teams. It's growing back to what it used to be. Pre-COVID, we, we got up to about 500 competitors and 20, 23, 24 teams. Tell me when the event starts and how long it runs. The competition will be held from March 4th through 9th at the McLaughlin Gym, and it will be open to the public from 09 until the last competitor. And so there's different events every day. Right. Yes. And so if someone wants to come out during the thing and come to the McLaughlin gym, you, you, they could see anything. Yes. And there is a there is a schedule. Is there a schedule available where, where people can see, okay, this is what's going on this day? It'll be available soon. Okay. And that'll probably be a good place to tease maybe your Facebook page. That's the Advanced Culinary Skills Training Division slash Fort Lee Facebook page. People can go look for the information. Yes. Okay. So where are the teams coming from? The teams are from all branches of service, and they come from all over the world. We have teams from Europe, Korea, all the different installations within uh, the United States, Hawaii. Uh, we have also teams from other countries. We have a team from the United Kingdom, a team from France, and a team from Germany also coming oh, to compete. Wow. Now, these are soldiers, sailors, airmen, marines who work in, in DFACs or who are chefs, or, or what, what kind of jobs are they in in their normal day-to-day? -day? These are all military chefs, mm -hmm. uh, military chefs from all, all walks of life, so to speak, infantry, artillery, uh, the White House, Camp David, the oh, Pentagon, wow. uh, chefs that work for generals, that work for admirals, and chefs that feed the grunts. <laughs> So you get a, a wide swath of people here. Um, why is this event important to the school here at Fort Lee and maybe the larger military chef community? Well, the ultimate purpose of this whole thing is to feed service members better. Okay. That's really the the final line, or so to speak. Yeah. Um, so coming here, it, it just gives military chefs a chance to hone their skills, to practice, to get better. Recruitment, obviously, we, we want to show the world what military chefs are capable of, uh, capable of, what they can do. Military chefs won both Chef of the Year and Pastry Chef of the Year uh, at the American Culinary Federation National Convention last year. Oh, wow, that's cool. Uh, so some people might not know that. Yeah. 
So tell me a little bit about um, what they're going to be doing. What is the competition actually like as it gets started? There's a whole bunch of different events. There's okay. Armed Forces Chef of the Year, Military Master Chef of the Year, Pastry Chef of the Year, and then student versions too, Student Chef of the Year, Student Pastry Chef of the Year. There's team events. We have an event called Military Hot Food Kitchen where teams face off against each other using the same field equipment that military chefs use to actually feed on deployments and training exercises. Uh, we have a student team event. We have a nutritional hot food challenge. We have centerpieces. There's displays, bread displays, pastries, plated desserts, tons of different events. So that's quite a quite an array of, of things. Now, um, you mentioned earlier uh, COVID. So Tell us a little bit about what COVID did to the to the competition and what you're doing this year to kind of bring it back. Prior to COVID, we ended up having the last show in 2020. Mm -hmm. And then the following year, we didn't have a show. Mm -hmm. And 2022, we had a smaller version. It was not open to the public. And it was it was different. <laughs> It was very different, but we managed it, and it turned out very well. So this year, you're going back full, completely full bore? Yes, sir. Is there anything new for this year that you're doing, or are you just, just trying to get your feet back on the ground to the annual event again? The one new category is Student Pastry Chef of the Year. Okay. Mm -hmm. what, uh, what kind of things will a Student Pastry Chef of the Year make? They'll, um, that's a, a two-part event. The first is an hour-long skill salon. Mm -hmm. And they are going to, they bring in a cake that has been roughly iced, and then they have to finish it. Uh, then they do a top border, a bottom border, three roses with leaves, and they have to write happy birthday. Uh, and then they have to use, utilize food coloring. So they have to color either the, the words or the roses or something. And uh, then they're going to bake a dozen drop cookies of any variety and segment an orange. Oh, wow. Okay. That's the first event. And okay. Then, then they get a little break, and then they come back, and they'll do a plated dessert. Okay. Now, for the what, which is the, the biggest, most prestigious award at the culinary competition? Well, there's two kind okay. of neck and neck. There's, there's Armed Forces Chef of the Year. That event's closed to the public. Okay. And that's a mystery basket. That's, that's a brutal competition. Okay. It's, uh, they get a mystery basket with various proteins and fruits, vegetables, mystery items and they have to they have three hours and 20 minutes to do a four course meal oh wow okay and that's kind of the if you win that that's bragging rights okay <laughs> so typically that's the first you have to win that to go on to do military master chef military master chef is the is a pre-qualifier event for the acf national chef of the year competition oh, wow. okay so armed forces chef of the year is probably more difficult but military master chef is uh it's like the next level. Tell me a little bit about what's in the baskets. Well, a typical basket will have multiple proteins. Right. It'll have uh, almost, it'll always have a whole bird. It'll have a duck or goose or pheasant. It'll have whole fish, flat fish, round fish. It might have a sea bass. It might have Dover sole. It'll have uh, shellfish, whole shellfish, you know, scallops or shrimp or whatnot. One year we had crab, uh, uh, frog's legs. Wow. And then... Uh, Typically, some kind of exotic, uh, that maybe star fruit or dragon fruit or, or something or, or um, exotic vegetables. 
and uh, and then sometimes other items, maybe some chocolate, maybe some cheese, maybe uh, a grain, maybe quinoa or something. And what they're producing is is like a several course meal, or is it one plate, or what? What is it? They'll do uh, a four course meal, so they'll do either an appetizer, soup, salad, entree, or they'll do a soup, salad, entree, and dessert, and then uh, they'll do four portions of each, so four plates of each course. Right. One will go on display, the other three will go to the judges. Right. Really one of the main events too would be the international. So the international event is the reason the UK and France and Germany and everyone comes over. And it's a uh, it's a two-man event, or two-person event rather, and two of our, we have a, let me back up. We, yeah. have, a, we have a team, an Olympic team, comprised of military chefs from all branches. It's called the USACAT team. That is the best of the best from all of these teams that are coming to this competition. Every year we select a, a new team and some of the previous members, you know, maybe it on multiple times. Mm -hmm. And that is the team that competes internationally representing the United States military uh, in the in the big international events like the World Culinary Olympics or the World Culinary Cup that are held in Europe uh, every four years. So the international event here at Ford Lee, we have the best of the best from uh, uh, the UK and France and Germany, and they come and compete against our USACAT team here. And that's going to be, that event is on Thursday, March 9th. And that's a really cool event to come to. What kind of things do they cook? So it, it's been different. They, they did a mystery basket one year, so it, it, we kind of change it up. Mm -hmm. This year, it, again, it's a two-person team. Mm -hmm. And they're going to do a, um, one of them is going to do a pastry category. The other is going to uh, do a savory category. And only they don't know who's going to do what. They're going to draw that morning and find out who has to do pastry and who has to do savory. Okay. So they both have been practicing, you know, both. And when I say savory, that savory means your meat, starch, vegetable, sauce, that kind of thing. So that's a really cool event. Are there any events that you'd recommend for somebody to come out for their first time visitor? Somebody who's never been here before, what day should they come out to and what event should they take a look at? That's a tough, the way with multiple teams, the way it works really is just about every event rolls every day. Oh. So every day you'll see demo chefs, for example. Okay. Every day you'll see a student pastry chef of the year. You'll see a pastry chef of the year candidate, a military master chef, student team, hot food kitchen, every, you know, the different teams roll each day. Okay. So you so also really, have, it, you can come any day and see just about anything. That's cool. So and you also have a celebrity guest coming as well, right? We have multiple. Oh. Um, let me see. Sunday, Sunday and Monday, actually, we have uh, the godfather, Chef okay. Al Romano. He's coming up from uh, North Carolina. Uh, he's been on all kinds of different shows, okay. morning shows. He was on The Sopranos. And he's, uh, he's going to do demos, and including, I believe, he's going to do fresh mozzarella. And then, and yes, there will be some to taste. Ah, very good. Uh, so he'll be doing two demos on Sunday and one on Monday. Okay. And who else do you have? Do you have any others? Uh, there's word that possibly Chef Andre Rush ah, okay. might, might show up. Might we'll wait to up? see. It depends okay. on his schedule. <laughs> uh, so he, he just... Uh, he just launched his own television show produced oh, wow. by Gordon Ramsay. Okay. Um, Kitchen Commando. I like to pump it because he is one of us. He's yeah. a retired master sergeant. Oh, that's cool. He's a, a great example of 
a military chef taking the skills that he learned in the military and out into the civilian world and and now look he's yeah he's famous now right and we also have on the first day of the competition march 4th we have the the commandant's challenge and so the the commandants of each of the the branches okay quartermaster ordnance transportation the, uh, the general officer in charge of each of those is going to do a live demo. Oh, wow. That's cool. On Saturday. So on Saturday, you can come out and see the general officers uh, right. apply their skills. And that's always a lot of fun. There'll be a lot of people there for that, and everybody gets rowdy and, <laughs> and hoots and hollers. So that's always a lot of fun. Well, that's cool. So that gives people an idea of what's gonna what's coming up. When is the big, the closing event? The, the International is uh, on Thursday, March 9th. Okay, That's, so if people want to come to the big if, event, if they, they want to see that Thursday. that event. It'll be that day. Okay, I'd like to to pull the aperture out a little bit and talk about the profession in general. So, tell me a little bit about what the life of a military chef is like. The life of a military chef is very interesting. Okay. There are so many avenues that you can That's experience. What, That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Yes, I know the Army. We have actually all the branches are including the enlisted aid program. They work from the White House to the Pentagon. They work for general officers mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Also, we have the C-20 program. They are flight stewards. Oh, okay. They do that. We have- What a cool job that is. Yes. Tell me a little bit about it. I mean, they cook on for executives on jets. Oh, wow. Yes. You know, okay. Air Force One. Uh, yes. <laughs> one of our students actually, um, well, we, we just had uh, a student leaving Camp David and heading to the White House. And then the previous class, we had a student who, who cooked on Air Force One. Wow, that's cool. Our that um, previous Sergeant Major, mm -hmm. she also was a part of the C-20 program. She oh, just retired. Cool. Yeah. So it was very interesting to see her inside. She, she was my student back in the day. Oh, my gosh. So I've been around a while. <laughs> mm -hmm. So they, and you can go all over the world in this MOS, right? Anywhere the Army goes. Yes. Well, if you think about it, I mean, you can, everybody eats. Right. You know, infantry, artillery, Green Berets eat, Rangers eat, Navy SEALs eat. Everybody right. eats. You know, I say this a lot. You can go to, you could have a 20-year career and maybe never deploy or maybe only deploy once. Um, but you eat every day. Everybody eats every day. Right. And so the kind of the, it's just so huge what you can do. It is. As a cook, as a military chef. I was special forces for 14 years. Oh, wow. Cool. And I loved it. I got to jump out of planes. I got to go scuba diving and mountain climbing. And yeah. Because everywhere those guys went, I, you know, they brought the cook. Yeah, you got to feed them. In the military chef community, there's obviously a, a range of jobs of MOSs. Could you talk a little bit about the different MOSs? You know, if you go if you go to your school, what do you teach? Oh, at our okay, at our schoolhouse, we teach uh, the the basic. Well, first off, the Joint Culinary Center of Excellence is it's it's where all the branches train now. Right. So we have Army, Navy, Air Force, and Marines, and the. Uh, it, it's called different things in different branches. For the Army, it's called AIT, Advanced Individual Training. Right. And they come, and, and it's, it's culinary school, <laughs> only we add in some of the specific field equipment, mm -hmm. you know, the burners and the mobile kitchen trailers and the assault kitchen and the things specific to, to the Army. And then, of course, you know, the Navy has their boats, you know, their galley cooking and, right. and things like that. But they learn the same things you learn in culinary school. Uh, 
how to measure, how to knife skills, sauces. Fundamentals. Um, fundamentals. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So that's it's a good kind of a segue to talk about if somebody wants to enlist, we've talked a little bit about what they're going to do, what they're going to learn. Um, but those skills also translate maybe to a civilian job once you get out of the military. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's yes. uh, probably more than a lot of jobs in the military. I mean, there's, yes. there's only so many jobs out there, you know, f- that require shooting someone in the face. <laughs> uh, but putting food in their face, that's yeah. everywhere, right? Right. right. Uh, Tell me a little bit about what the school is like. When students show up, what do they do? Uh, look scared at first. <laughs> <laughs> no, they... Uh, Right off the bat, they go through uh, sanitation and nutrition. That's the first thing they do. Mm. It's kind of an orientation and then sanitation and, and nutrition, especially sanitation. Because, uh, you know, in the military, we're, we're, uh, it's just so, you can't make people sick. Right. You just can't. You can't afford it. Right. Um, so that's the first thing. They spend an entire week on sanitation, mm-hmm. a day or two on nutrition, just to learn the basics, serving sizes, and about protein, starch, vegetables, things like that. And um, it's not just food. It's not just sanitation. On all the courses that we hold at the Joint Culinary Center of Excellence, you also have your rations or, you know, inventory where mm-hmm. you order the food, keep inventory of it and stuff like that. They learn that. We also have the admin, admin yeah. portion uh, where mm-hmm. they would learn about head count and you know, running POS systems or right. point of sales. Um, there's work orders, all that. You know, it's a well-rounded, because you have to learn how to pretty much manage a dining facility a or a facility, restaurant. Yeah. Right. Yes. That was my next question. As you go up in rank and you come back to the subsequent schools, what do the higher-ranking NCOs, as they go through and learn to cook, what are they learning about? Ooh, that's a good one. Well, so, advanced culinary. Yeah, advanced color. Well, okay. more than just cooking, it, it depends on which school because they come back to Fort Lee for their their advanced leader course, their senior leader course, mm-hmm. the master leader course throughout their career, right. and the advanced. Uh, the and advanced course, which is what Jasmine and I teach, okay. is uh, it's higher level cooking, and it's um, all the, the military chefs that are on their way to Camp David or the Air Force One mm-hmm. or to work for a general or admiral, they, they typically swing through. Uh, and spend six weeks with us. Right. And yes. they learn buffet service, and they'll learn... Um, multi-course meals. Multi-course meals, uh, plated desserts, the fancy stuff. Cake right. decorating. Exactly. So the stuff yeah. that you might go to a fancy restaurant for as opposed to the stuff that you might go to a defect or right. a, right. a warrior restaurant. More elevated. Yeah. So I got a question. Since you guys are both military uh, chefs, uh, what's your favorite things to cook? We always get asked that, don't we? Yes. <laughs> um, you know, it, people would laugh at my face. I love doing things like pizza, flatbreads, tacos. Oh, wow. I mean, that's my favorite. It's really a style I need, pizza and tacos. Yeah. Stetson Blade? Honestly, I don't have like a favorite dish or anything. Right. I think for me, my favorite is just sharing my knowledge. Uh, okay. Well, that's cool. Like, what was it you made? You made food the other day. What was it? It was really good. Oh, I'm trying to remember. I don't remember. You made rice <laughs> and you made. Oh, pot roast. Oh, yeah, that's right. That was so good. Yeah, that's cool. So do, do either of you bring your knowledge of cooking that you got in the military, the, the more formalized training, to what you do at home for yourself, for your family? 
you know, it's, I, I, I cook a lot at home for sure. Okay. My wife loves that. But you know, it's funny. Like I don't make anything really fancy at home. Yeah. My kids have, my kids will be like, dad makes weird, <laughs> weird stuff. You know, <laughs> I mean, he puts weird herbs and things in there. Yeah. To them, it's just like, you know, they see her, fresh herbs. They're like, oh, it's boogers. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you have to switch it up between, you know, profession and being at home because everybody's palate is different. Right. And you'll learn more about that as you go through culinary training. And the more elevated, it's, it's weird because you know how you go to a restaurant. I know I have this issue. I kind of like critique what's being served mm -hmm. and... Everybody doesn't have that same palate. So, right. I mean, it's interesting. So what would you say to somebody who is thinking about, hey, you know, I'd like to join the Army. I don't know what job I want to be in, but maybe I'm interested in being a cook or a chef. What would you tell them about the profession? Honestly, it's hard. It's hard. You have to have, you have to be persistent and let your leaders know what are your goals? What do you plan to do throughout your career? And if it involves culinary training, if you find the right leadership or the right NCO, they will definitely steer you in the right direction. I think a lot of people don't go as far as they would like because they're scared to mm -hmm. open their mouths or, you know, we have this men mentality of mission first, mission first. So, Sometimes you stray away from your goals. Yeah. So as long as you join and you're very clear about what you want to do in your culinary profession, then you'll find someone who will help you get in the right direction. The term I've heard before is you have to manage your own career. You do. You um, do. Uh, Mr. Winks, what, what do you say? If, if somebody comes to you and says, hey, I'm interested in a career in the Army, I'd like to be a cook, What's it like? Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm a retiree. I did 25 years, and, man, I loved it. Yeah. I just did because you get to do so many different things. I've always loved cooking. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, that's why I became a cook is because uh, I, I grew up as a teenager working in restaurants. I thought, well, it's, you know, it's I know it, so that's let me choose that. And uh, But I still got to do all the fun stuff. You know, I got to kick down some doors and <laughs> jump yeah. out of planes, and so I loved that. And, uh, and, you know, as a military chef, you can still be a drill sergeant and you can still be a recruiter and you can still go do other things. And then, for example, you can take a, you know, you can take a break from cooking, go be a drill sergeant for a tour and then get back to what you love again. And sometimes that's really refreshing to be able to do that. So go for it. That's what I, I say is, I mean, there's so many there's just so many great things the military can do for you. I mean, they'll, they'll pay for certification. You want to be a certified sous chef or executive chef. The military will fund that. You want to yes. go to culinary school. Um, the GI Bill will pay for you to go to New York to the Culinary Institute of America. Oh, wow. That's amazing and expensive, too. So, I'm glad you mentioned that. Also, we have a training with industry program. Yeah, I was and actually the first... Uh, 2008 I went I went to the Culinary Institute oh, of wow. America yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I was the military liaison there for a year and, Same. and no. oh actually we both were yes uh, I forgot you went to that too mm -hmm. so you went to San Antonio though right yes so Jasmine went to San Antonio to that branch of the Culinary Institute of America I went to New York to the Hyde Park campus and we spent a year 
there. And let me tell you, that place is like the Hogwarts of food. <laughs> it is amazing. Yes. And it's interesting because you also get certifications, you get experience in the culinary industry. Right. I know in San Antonio, the Culinary Institute of America, they have a restaurant for their um, students that are about to graduate, and they learn front-of-the-house service, they learn back-of-the-house service. Um, A lot of different branches partner with the National Restaurant Association, and they come out to San Antonio and they go through these boot camps. And so the NRA, they give them certificates and things like that. And while you're there, you can also certify for a professional chef and you'll have that credential. And then when you come here, you can go through the American Culinary Federation and get your um, certifications for CEC, CPC, all of those. So it's very interesting how much it's it's a lot there's a lot of it's a lot yeah and then on top of that those transfer to college credits and things like that so it's it's very beneficial when you do focus on your culinary um journey because like mr winks like a lot of others they transfer that to their civilian world and it's easier to get a job it's easier to you know, it gives you a lot of exposure. Mm-hmm. Now, one thing, the life of a cook, people go, people get up and they go through the chow line and they get their chow and they move on and they see the cooks maybe, what, two, three times a day, depending on where they're eating, when they're eating. But one thing that gets lost in the mix is all the prep work that cooks have to do. Mm. Um, so tell me a little bit about like what the, what a day in the life of a military cook, not necessarily at the chef level, but at the troop level. Well, you get up Ooh. early. <laughs> so, Very you know, early. you're typically at work. Uh, uh, it's shift work. There's typically a morning shift and an evening shift and sometimes night bakers. Uh, so you, you're typically at work between 5, 5.30 in the morning, making breakfast to be ready by 7 or 7.30, depending on what time your facility serves breakfast. It literally, while, while some of you are serving breakfast, the rest are getting ready, getting lunch ready. Mm-hmm. The evening shift will come in typically right before lunch, and they will take over lunch service while you continue to back up the food for lunch and clean. So then, so you go in about 5, 5.30, and then, you know, you can be out of there as early as 12.30 to 1.30. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're, if, you're, if you're playing around and you're not cleaning the kitchen, you could end up there till <laughs> 2 or 3 o'clock. Right. Uh, it depends. Right. Um, but once you kind of mesh with your team and, and, and you – and you get more efficient. I mean, you can get out of there you know, fairly early. The late shift again, so they'll take over serving lunch, and they will make dinner, and they'll do some breakfast prep for the next morning because you typically rotate. You'll be evening shift, morning shift, mm-hmm. evening shift, morning shift. And then occasionally, if your facility has enough personnel, you'll maybe have a handful of night bakers that come in at night and do you know, fresh pastries. Okay. Uh, great conversation. Thanks for all the answers. One thing before we go, I want to ask a very general question. What's one thing you would like people to know about the competition? Let's bring it back to what we're here for today. What's one thing you guys would like to, to let people know uh, that makes the competition unique and special and, and cool and fun? Guys, it'd be hard to pin down any one thing. I, I guess my favorite is just people don't realize the talent that we have, that military chefs have. Mm-hmm. We have some of the best chefs 
hands down in the world. We just do. In 2000, we were the world champions at the World Culinary Olympics. Uh, and then we, we've consistently placed high up mm-hmm. at, uh, at the, the huge international competitions. And so, so what I say is come support it. The more people we get at the show, the better it is for recruitment and the, and the more money we'll get to, to make the show even bigger and better. That's what I'd like to see, to be honest. I'd like to see the show expand and get even bigger and bring more people in and have more opportunity for training mm-hmm. uh, because ultimately if we make better military chefs, it's we're going to feed service members better. That's great. Cesar and Blade, anything to build on that? My favorite part about the show is networking. Ah. Networking. You get exposed to so many new different things, and I love when new soldiers, new troops come in, and they're, you know, learning and honing their craft, and they get to learn about all the different avenues they can take being a military chef. So that's my favorite part. Well, that's cool. So the culinary competition is coming up starting when? March 4th through 9th. March 4th through 9th at the McLaughlin Center here at Fort Lee. Yes. If anybody has any questions or wants to learn more, they can go to the Facebook page at? Advanced Culinary Skills Training Division dash Fort Lee. Advanced Culinary Skills Training Division dash Fort Lee. Well, thank you very much, uh, Mr. Guy Winks and Staff Sergeant Jasmine Blade. We appreciate your time here on the podcast, and good luck. I hope the competition goes well, and uh, and hopefully you get a lot of people to come out, and, and maybe even me. I don't know. We'll be, we'll be keeping an eye on it. We'd thank- love to have you. Thanks for having us. That is a wrap for this edition of the Fort Lee Podcast. Thank you for joining us, and please join us next time.